Hello. Germany's DRG system of inpatient care is to be reformed under new plans from the Health Ministry. 2023 is a pivotal year for decision making on this so-called hospital reform, which seeks to address how demand for care is changing and how it should be paid for. The medtech industry has a major interest in this. Germany is the biggest national healthcare market in Europe and has traditionally been among the best for advancing medtech innovation into circulation. How might that possibly change? Will Germany become a less attractive market for medtech innovation after the reform? What does the reform contain? With me today to explain what these changes might mean is Gabriel Fleming, the Senior Manager of Chemicals and Healthcare at the Economic Development Agency Germany Trade and Invest, GTAI. These changes are also coming at the same time as the medical device regulation is increasingly embedded in Germany and the EU27. Welcome, Gabriel. Thank you so much, Ashley. Certainly my pleasure. I've been in the life science sector of Germany for 14 years now in various roles. Previous to my Germany trade and invest experience, I was in an investment fund that was investing in patented innovation and commercializing these patents. Meanwhile, I've been working with medical device companies a lot uh, from anywhere in the world, helping them to set up their business in Germany. One fact that stands out about Germany as a, an attractive medtech industry location is, of course, the market. As Germany has the largest population, the market itself is usually the largest in, in any aspect. Specifically, though, the infrastructure in the healthcare sector is very well developed, um, right? I mean, the, of course, then the number of hospitals is the highest. Uh, the number of um, doctors practices, uh, so hospitals, there's like 1900, about 1900 hospitals in Germany. Uh, there's close to 200,000 doctors practices in Germany, all if you add them up, including dental dentists uh, practices, there's close to 200,000 in Germany, 400,000 practitioners. So the absolute numbers are very high, obviously, but also in relation, right? I mean, the relative figures like numbers of hospital beds per inhabitant are the highest among the European Union. And I think that has been attracting a lot of companies to expand into Germany and become established here. And then, of course, on the other side, there's a, a price tag to the healthcare providers. And as in any other country across the world, there's a constant cost pressure. There's a constant call for efficiency measures and optimizing the system. And this is exactly what's happening now. Uh, the reform that you mentioned, uh, it's the hospital reform by name actually is addressing the routine call for cost reduction and efficiency measures. So, and then, of course, apart from the routine call, uh, there are uh, specific targets that have been identified by policymakers here. And so many actually see there is a certain elements of a revolution going on, triggered by these reforms.
Excellent. Well, thank you for the great introduction, Gabriel. And it's great to meet you again because um, we we met last year uh, when you were busy explaining to the Medica audience in Düsseldorf the system of reimbursement for medtech in Germany. And at um, another on-site conference, Health Minister Karl Lauterbach was explaining his plans for hospital reform or reform, as he said, of how, how care is paid for to the Hospital Federation. I think they were reserved in their early judgment, at least. But the question for you, Gabriel, what is the hospital reform? Uh, and the associated DRG's reimbursement changes, and why are they needed in Germany? Right, so to my eyes, and obviously I'm just giving my personal understanding here that I've been building through conversations with companies, but also healthcare providers. I'm just making the point here that I'm a spectator in, in the health system and not necessarily, obviously not a policymaker. So my observation is that the hospital reform is in part a continuation of policies that have been established 10 or 20 years ago already. And in in a way, they are increasingly enforcing these policies. And then on the other hand, as I indicated before, I think, in fact, there are some revolutionary new thoughts. Specifically, it's about ambulatorization, right? So I think this is a constructed word, but the intention is to educate the content here is about shifting services from the hospital sector into the ambulatory sector. And in fact, this ambulatorization, so to speak, this is a policy goal, has been so for a very long time. For instance, some 20 years ago, uh, the so-called uh, Medizinische Versorgungszentren, so medical uh, service centers, uh, have been established as a legal form to increase capacity in the ambulatory sector. And actually, many hospitals have discovered this opportunity and have undertaken investments in these medical centers. One other goal that is being continued is to foster the specialization of hospitals in Germany. So years ago, they introduced thresholds um, which called for hospitals to provide a minimum number of specific operation procedure X in order to be reimbursed. So the logic was if, let's say, a a very small hospital in a rural area is very inexperienced and have low case numbers in brain surgery, then the outlook for reimbursement for this hospital is to phase out uh, this specific operation. And um, this is also, I believe, what the hospital reform is trying to do. Specifically, it calls for three categories of hospitals to be established and and, uh, certified, so to speak, in Germany. Uh, The basic service hospital, the advanced service hospital and the specialist service hospital. With the specialist hospital obviously referring to the most advanced hospitals that provide the most advanced therapies. This refers specifically, for example, to the university hospitals. There's some 40, 45 university hospitals in Germany that account for a lot of 
commercialization and, and uh, adoption of new technologies. And so this is where specialization is in continuation to being supported. Uh, there will be extra budgets coming along with these uh, specialist hospital categorized uh, hospitals. The German word is Vorhalte Investition. So actually it's about increased or investment in capabilities and to foster those specialized hospitals to further increase and further invest in capability building. So you can see why people actually would, would call it a revolution. We're talking about a slight restructuring of how my care is delivered, affordability questions, specialization. So these three categorization levels that are going on. When When is that happening, Gabriel? The debates, uh, like uh, speaking in a de- in a democratic, um, pr- you know, policy making process where we are at currently, it's taking place currently. So the um, representative bodies of the hospitals, so the German Hospital Association, as well as the Industry Association of the Medi- Medical Device Manufacturers and the uh, doctors' representative bodies are in discussions with the federal government. The goal is to have a final draft this summer and to actually legalize the concept by end of the year. So we, we expect it to take very concrete shape within one year and then become um, active very soon. However, I don't have a specific deadline that I could could tell you right now. Thank you for that, Gabriel. So what are the elements of the reform that will cause medtech and health tech innovators, devices, diagnostics and digital products to pay close attention or even be concerned? Arguably, the revolutionary uh, aspect of it is what they call the introduction of a of hybrid DRGs. So far, the German reimbursement system is twofold. It's very clearly distinct. There's the inpatient reimbursement sector and then there's the outpatient sector. So far, we only have DRGs in the inpatient sector and uh, there are no DRGs in the outpatient sector. And this is about to being changed by introducing hybrid DRGs and allowing for procedures to be reimbursed in the ambulatory setting, which have previously only been reimbursed in the inpatient setting. So specifically, we're talking about the AOP, the Ambulante Operation catalog. Uh, They are going to try to move procedures that have been exclusively undertaken in the inpatient sector into the ambulatory operations catalog. So these can also be reimbursed in the ambulatory setting. The history was either or, and the future is you could do both. So the procedures can be reimbursed in both settings. Currently, it's the case that already hospitals can perform procedures and be reimbursed by DRGs and then release the patient in the same day without having him spend the night or her spend the night in the hospital. Um, And this is kind of a very new 
um, aspect. Uh, one of the goals is to reduce the strain on hospitals and uh, move patient care into the ambulatory setting. For the medtech companies, this has pros and cons which are yet to be discussed. Uh, I think the representative bodies that I've mentioned already, they have agreed that there's a consensus. This is basically the concept makes sense and we need increased ambulatorization. However, now it's then about the allocation and redistribution of the budgets really, right? And so it's it's about Sachkosten. It's about the costs of materials. It's about uh, inflation, reimbursement, payments, etc. So that's a process that's going on right now to actually clarify and design individual budgets, which will lead to the stakeholders to say this is attractive or not. And for medtech companies, then this redistribution poses the chance that those specialized hospitals will even increase their specialization and their sophistication, meaning they're going to invest even more into um, you know, the top-notch medical technology apparatus um, hybrid OR technology, for example, they're going more into smart hospital in the smart hospital direction, which means internal and external digital connection uh, with aftercare being digitalized. And there's plenty of money reserved for these purposes, even by other uh, regulatory measures than the hospital reform. So this is kind of the mosaic and the puzzle that companies need to observe. Basically, the recommendation is to join the industry association and have their interests being fought for on the political agenda. This mosaic or puzzle, what kind of reception is it getting? Are you seeing opposition coming up in any areas or is everyone pretty much on side? I, I dare say it's not very smooth. It appears more like a race. It's very competitive. Um, as I said, there's plenty of money in the system. For example, over the Corona crisis, uh, the Krankenhaus Zukunftsgesetz, so the hospital uh, future uh, law has been implemented with several billion euros dedicated to foster investment in digitalization. So we have uh, the, the, some full accounts and we have hospitals that want to digitalize, right? So uh, let's refer to the EMRAM um, certification system of uh, digitalization for hospitals, right? Uh, so zero uh, certificate is, is very bad, so to speak. It's a paper-based hospital management and then goes all up to uh, level seven. And uh, the current um, survey that's being run in Germany allows to expect one third of the German hospitals reaching level five currently. So that's that's one of the reasons why I'm referring to the idea of observing a competition about innovation in Germany. The hospitals want to become digitalized and the politicians, of course, as well, they want to increase the efficiencies, uh, they want to digitalize. Therefore, they're building the framework and providing all these different um, pathways 
and let's call them budgets to reach this goal, right? And then maybe we can come back to the picture of a puzzle. I think uh, many people will agree it's hard to keep on top of this puzzle and to see where it's really going. And uh, certainly right now there is, it's really like a full stadium of players and and, and, and games going on and um, it's quite noisy. So um, I hope this would answer your question if it's going smoothly. And maybe just to refer to the the goal of home care, I believe that this would refer to other initiatives um, started by the political agenda. The hospital reform is an ambulatory push which pushes into the doctor's practices. And the next step into the home care is actually supported by other initiatives. Uh, for example, the digitalization service law, which was introduced, I believe, three years ago. Uh, one of those elements was the introduction of digital health apps called DGAS, which in fact puts Germany in a first mover space. Uh, this was first European Union country to introduce health apps that can be downloaded by you know, patients and used by patients to observe their care status, etc., their health status. And this by prescription of the doctor and reimbursement by the health insurance company. So that, that's quite um, a patient empowerment thing going on. And actually, the next step is the DPA. So previously one was DGA. Next one is DIPA, which with a P, which refers to Pflege, the German term for care. And actually, uh, so we're seeing um, the digitalization of home care by enabling doctors to prescribe health apps to be used by people who are in care at home. Such a lot of changes going on at one time for Germany. It's such a rich period for reforms across the board, including digital there. But going back to the reimbursement piece, the hospital reform and the, the reimbursement reform, will these changes affect um, any other market access mechanisms like the fast tracking or conditional approval schemes for MedTech run by the Federal Joint Committee? Those kind of things. Are other elements affected? So far, we don't know. It hasn't been discussed openly. And all the stakeholders I speak to, we are yet unsure. We are just discussing theoretically uh, possible risks and theoretically possible gains. Basically, everybody is intending to get uh, seminars and have detailed trainings as to specifically how the technology side of uh, DRG and reimbursement, health technology assessment, how it will actually change. There's no big fuss yet about that. Uh, one thing that can be a topic is uh, the difference between inpatient and outpatient sectors in Germany has also been with regards to adoption of innovation. In the hospital sector, it was always an open system where any safe and CE-marked innovation can be reimbursed based on existing DRGs. 
And in the ambulatory sector, it is always uh, the, the opposite way. You first need to apply and be granted access and be listed in various catalogs and undergo uh, the, let's call it an easy HTA procedure compared to other countries. But still, there was an H, there is an HTA, Health Technology Assessment Procedure by the German Joint Federal Committee for innovations in the ambulatory sector. So having said the inpatient sector has been relatively easy in a way, as I said, innovations can be reimbursed on pre-existing DRGs. The question is what will happen if procedures are moved from the inpatient sector to the outpatient sector in the AOP catalog that I mentioned. The question is then if those procedures that previously entered relatively easy into the hospital sector, if they will have to undergo the ambulatory uh, HTA scrutiny uh, procedure. This is something that will be observed very closely by all the stakeholders. And medtech companies in particular worried about their innovations being accepted onto the market, being reimbursed. But by the same token, and at the same time, we have the medical device regulation going through, becoming embedded. So combined with the hospital reform and comments about the medical device regulation actually making things a bit harder to access the market in Europe, can you say, Gabriel, with these two huge things that are happening at the moment, on the regulator and the reimbursement side, what are the effects of this that you're seeing on the German market for medtech in terms of availability of innovations? Right. So actually, it's kind of surprising. It's maybe actually you're a step ahead of the crowd here with your investigations and your coverage uh, of the happenings here. It appears that it's not very well known yet uh, abroad and therefore it doesn't really exist yet as an identified topic of pros and cons, risks and, and chances. I personally uh, do not see any negative outcome yet. I think one fact that helps is actually MDR, arguably, is less of an horror to the industry as it was feared in the beginning. Or actually, maybe it is, but it's being handled in a way that industry can cope. And specifically, I'm referring to the changing deadlines. So the EU Commission has observed and reacted to the call of industry and has, due to Corona, the MDR started one year later than anticipated in total, right? And since then, many modules have been, is it right to say, prolonged or rescheduled. The Udemed database, for example, is still under construction and will be for one or two years more, arguably, speculatively. And then uh, what's more and maybe most importantly, the idea of legacy products has been just uh, two months ago has been solved uh, to my eyes, meaning um, MDD certified products can still be on the market for years uh, without being recertified under MDR. And I think this is one of the most critical 
demands that have been voiced by industry ever since the MDR has been discussed when you know the decision making process started and uh, the question was so long how long can we have our MDD you know provenly safe products in the market and as of January uh, this year we know that it's actually until 2027 that MDD certified products can remain in the market without being recertified under MDR, right? There's some preconditions, of course. Those are practical responses from the Commission to needs identified by stakeholders in the industry. By the same token, Mr. Lauterbach's hospital reform is, in his eyes, responding to needs in the healthcare system and, and patient access and affordability. And going back to what you said right at the beginning, He's called it a, a revolution. How can Medtex just finally benefit from this revolution that's ongoing in market access in Germany? So then maybe twofold. One is, again, uh, to summarize, the redistribution of uh, funds and infrastructure, depending on the categorization of hospitals, will pose specific opportunities for manufacturers. Right. And it's very important to focus on specialized maximum care hospitals if you are in the high risk product segment, for example, or Im imaging sophisticated equipment. Probably it's it's a shift away from small rural hospitals more than it has been uh, even in the last 10 years. On the other hand, there is a chance that reimbursement is increased in the ambulatory sector. Because one aspect, finally, of the hospital reform is to balance out reimbursement of procedures in inpatient and outpatient sector and actually to balance out the financial incentive. Many people have said that there have been incentives for hospitals to undertake a lot of procedures because of the reimbursement and possibly this incentive is being uh, decreased in some specific cases and moving more into the ambulatory sector and increasing reimbursement there in turn. That's that's a theoretical uh, chance that that's been discussed. Germany Trade and Invest must be getting a lot of questions on this theme right now. What is GTAI's role for clients and industry on this particular theme? Our role is to basically find um, answers to any question a company, uh, let's call them uh, direct investors, uh, which any company manufacturer might have about Germany, the market. So actually, this service is free of charge because we are part of the German Department of um, Economics and Climate Action. And it's a service provided by the German government to actually uh, attract international investment into Germany. And so we offer a kaleidoscope of services, uh, market information, legal information, like how to set up a legal entity, financial information, you know, what kind of incentives are there in the case of production, for example, or product development. Uh, we'll be very happy to arrange for partnering uh, you know, introductions to actually hospitals for uh, clinical trials purposes, for example, product development with institutes. And finally, it's all about finding the right place and helping those companies to decide 
uh, when I'm going to Germany, if I'm going, and where where's the best site for for me? That's that's what we are focusing on essentially. That was a great conversation. Thank you very much. You put a lot more pieces of the puzzle in place. Thank you for your thoughts and insight. Gabriel Fleming, you are Senior Manager of Chemicals and Healthcare at the Economic Development Agency, Germany Trade and Invest. And goodbye for now. Yeah, thank you so much, Ash. And to the audience, uh, always welcome to reach out to me, please, free of charge uh, through our website. There's my uh, phone number. Its email address is gabriel.fleming at gtai.com. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Gabriel.